Hey, what's up, Geekscapers? Welcome to episode 213 of Geekscape, your favorite weekly movies, video games, and comic book podcast, where every week, your host, Jonathan Lennon, over here on the left, likes to talk to a guest about what just happened in the week of movies, video games, and comic books. I'm joined over here off-camera by Brian Walton. That's him right there. He does the thumb shark. I rub my ears. Uh, and this should not be a stranger to you. This is Ian Kerner, our very first Geekscape uh, guest host of all time, and... Uh, multiple winner of favorite co-host um, several times, right? Ian? Yeah, I haven't seen you uh, in a couple months. I know we've been doing Geekscape every week. We missed last week because of our uh, our uh, Laura and I's anniversary, and you were sick. But um, how you been? I'm good. Catching up. Yeah. Um, the reason uh, Ian's here, we were talking about the different guests who we want this week and who do we got. I'm we had a co- we had a right? we, yeah we had a couple on the docket. Ian, and as soon as you started sending like the rants about how DC is revamping their continuity with uh, in September, I was like, we got to have Ian on here because we'll get to it in comics. Um, but DC is revamping their continuity and kind of cleaning the slate, similar to what they did post crisis in what 1987. Yeah, and it led to a mullet Superman, which they then had to revamp five, well, five years later. Right. right. Do you want to talk about the no, 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 no. Let's talk about. Let's, we can talk about it. Now. No, no. Let's talk about the big thing that, uh, this weekend in film: the fact that we got a new X Men movie. Oh, was there an X Men movie this week? Not only was there an X Men movie, it was an X Men movie that I was feeling uh, a bit skeptical about because they greenlit it a year ago. Yeah, you we know? were all worried. It seemed like it was rushed. Right. It seemed like it was a rush. Um, they greenlit it a year ago. Matthew Vaughn had just come off of Kick Ass. They were worried about thinking about maybe going into Kick Ass too. Um, and all of a sudden, you find out that he's going to do First Class right. X Men. No first one class. thought this movie would be any good. Nobody did. We thought we were going to get maybe a Magneto solo right. prequel, but we got X Men First Class. It's the same team from Kick Ass, but Brian Singer was producing it, and it's a brand new cast of X Men mm-hmm. um, set in the '60s around the Cuban Missile Crisis. And literally, they announced it a month, a year ago. They threw the script together in like a month or two, and they were shooting by August. Right. Casting and shooting by August, and the movie came out. And even though I'd heard good things in the week or two leading up to it, I was still skeptical of how could a movie that was put together in a year, when all these superhero movies are being put together in two years, how could this movie be any good? It's not just good, it's great. It's a great movie. It's not a perfect movie. No. But it's a great movie. I love the movie. Um, first of all, you, what you have to realize is when you talk about that script being thrown together, there were a couple of different projects that were being developed. Right. You know, there was talk about the prequel movie. There was the uh, the X-Men Origins Magneto movie. Right. Which I, I think, I don't think anyone would argue that the best parts of this movie were clear, clearly from that script. Oh, the, I could have watched that. I could have watched right. just a Magneto Nazi hunting. I movie. mean, I've seen a lot of people have said this out there, and I have to agree. Like, you know, Daniel Craig doesn't want to be James Bond anymore. Michael Fassbender, there's an audition tape. It's right there. It is fucking awesome. Seriously, mm-hmm. yeah, Magneto Nazi Hunter. So, so good. So cool. But you also get uh, uh, James McAvoy to balance it out, and I love James McAvoy. I would yeah. watch him. Well, it's eerie. You Eat look a box at his face. Money. He is exactly what Xavier's face has been drawn. Like those eyebrows. <laughs> it's like it's crazy. But in this movie, when you first meet uh, Xavier, he's not all put together in mature like, right. like usually. He's using his psychic abilities not only to find out about mutants and and to develop his fascination with mutation, yeah. but yeah. also he, to pick a, up chicks. He's a pussy hound. It's right, hysterical. which is hilarious. It's, it's the same rap every time. It's great. Oh, he was a pussy hound in the comics. Let's be fair. <laughs> you know what? Right. He, no, well, he, well, he banged the queen no, of the Shi'ar we're, Empire. We're, we're saying we don't see it. Oh, no. No, you're exactly right. In the comics, you don't see it so He bangs much other aliens. He bangs well, other aliens. Well, no, but you know, right. I mean, it's Gabrielle Haller. There's Maureen McTaggart. Lilandra? I mean, you know. Lilandra? Yeah, but I'm yeah. saying, but even earlier, you knew he got around. Right. Um, what was new in this... He was uh, thinking about Jean Grey, which led to Onslaught. You know. <laughs> and in the Mystique book, there's some hints that they might have hooked up in the past. Yeah, and well, Mystique's it, done everybody. Well, Mystique <laughs> has, as everybody. <laughs> has done everybody as everybody. In, in this one, that really is what they developed the most, I thought, Brian, and I think you agree, is the Mystique storyline, which was really I, a pretty solid piece. I have not seen Winter's Bone, but this actress... <laughs> Yeah, she's great. Amazing. Yeah. I am so looking forward to Hunger Games now because I don't really know anything about that. I hadn't read those uh, books. I actually just ordered them because I hear they're great. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've got the yeah. Winner's Bone on my coffee table waiting to be... I mean, it's Netflix and so we're waiting to watch it, but she was great. And if she, there is one performance in this movie that makes you... This is the first time I've ever really seen a prequel that makes me want to watch... 
the other films and feel like a character got developed. Even Last Stand? You know what? Come on. Hey, hey, hey. You know what? I've only seen Last Stand once. I have to say, I came out of it, and I was thinking this weekend I was going to sit down and rewatch all of them. Well, yeah. I didn't actually do it. I watched the second one last night. I still may. But, as long as you don't watch the third act of uh, X3. <laughs> look, 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 look. And we've all talked about this before. You know, X3 had the problem that we expected first yes. class app. And that's, yeah. it, was, it was about a date and let's make a movie. You know, two of the main actors from the first two weren't available. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, so when you write out Cyclops and, and Rogue out of, you know, a series that they were such pivotal characters in, you know, obviously the movie has to fall apart. Right. I mean, that movie had no business becoming the Wolverine and Jean Grey love story. Right. You know? Trying to take both the Dark Phoenix saga and Gifted, two of the most loved X-Men storylines of all time, trying to smush them into one movie, Yeah, that was just a bad idea. And really, to get back to X-Men First Class, Matthew Vaughn was on X3 originally. He was the person Mm -hmm. developing it. Right, yeah. It now makes me want to see his X3 so bad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you you, you would... you would think it would be a much different movie, but it's hard to say. Look, you know, this movie, it's great. Um, I know we had a couple caveats about some things we, you didn't want to talk about. Yeah, I don't spoiling. want to spoil some, some really great stuff, one of which had me yeah. laughing for five Right, minutes. right. No, no, there, there's some stuff in there. there there's some interesting surprises. You, you're limiting me a little bit. Because, of course. I know, but Otherwise, it's you'll difficult. take up an hour and a half. Well, yeah, it's true, but it's just, you know, there's a lot of talk out there. Now they're saying it's a reboot. I think it's clear when you watch the movie, it was designed, it's definitely meant to be a prequel. Yeah. You know, there there are some problems with it being a prequel. There are some incongruities between the other movies. You know, I mean, at a certain point, just like with comics, sometimes it's, I'm going to say something, it's not like me. I'm going to say, you know, I guess sometimes you just have to go, fuck it, you just have to accept it. Right. Having said that, it pisses me off. The fact you know, that Moira McTaggart doesn't have a Scottish accent, right. well, Banshee well, well, doesn't well, have a Scottish accent. There's no reason to have made Rose Byrne's character Maura McTaggart. Right. There's absolutely no reason she needed to be Maura McTaggart. It's, it's, in, it's uncru- incongruous with the later movies, mm-hmm. okay, in which the Maura McTaggart character really was the Maura McTaggart character of, of the comics. And you could have had that character and just call her someone different. Right. You know? I mean, it's clear. There's the only reason, the absolutely only reason to have her be more is the idea of maybe a romantic thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, okay? It's the only longer. reason. You could have called, called her a lot of things. What, what was that sword agent from Gifted? Uh, you right. could have called her that. I mean, right. Yeah. There, there well, yeah, I mean, Brand. Yeah, I mean, Abigail Brand. Yeah. Well, I mean, Brand. Oh, it's Felicia Day in Avengers. Right. So that's that's she, She's going to be she's going to be in the Avengers movie? Yes. As Abigail Brand. But now this is going to be but that's an X-Men character in my book. Well, but, yes but, and no. But Whedon's like pulling it back to Marvel and keeping it for Marvel. That's cool. The, the thing is... Well, that's a character Whedon yeah. created. Right, 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 right. He created it in the X-Men book, but Sword is an offshoot of S.H.I.E.L.D. So it so makes sense. So it's very much part really of Marvel. makes sense. So, you know. Um, the, what was really amazing in this movie, and, and you were talking about it, is that there were multiple storylines from the X-Men universe, plate spinning like crazy. How did you think was... What did you think of the treatment of Sebastian Shaw, which is that, the main that, that's villain? The, that's the thing that I don't like. Okay. What, what didn't you like about it? I mean, well, you, well, you meet him all, as a Nazi early right, let's on. Back up. And he's first of all, you meet him right. as a Nazi. Let's start right. there. Sebastian Shaw is a Nazi? I mean, what the hell is that? Okay. Um, well, he wasn't a Nazi. They made it very clear he wasn't a Nazi. Right. He's what? A he's a Nazi doctor? It doesn't matter he's, that he was there, that they even made part he of the power Nazis, set. This, right. you know, oh, he gets younger. I mean, didn't it seem as you're watching the movie like he's studying the mutation? There's no sign, there's no implication that he's a mutant himself, okay? It almost seemed like they were going to do some kind of, you know, again, and something that I really disliked in the first X-Men mm-hmm. movie, the thing I disliked the most in the first X-Men movie is the idea of creating mutation. Because mm-hmm. that's not a mutant, that's a mutation. Right. You know, not to quibble, no, no, but, but it, in the but Marvel universe, that's always been the distinction between right. Spider-Man and the X-Men, the Fantastic Four and the X-Men, the Hulk, you know? They're mutated people, but they're not mutants. They weren't born that way. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I mean, we've seen it before. You know, you could have him that way, but it just seemed like you had him, and, oh, he's doing what he can to force this reaction out of the young Magneto, jump to its years later, and for half a minute I was thinking, is this going to be his son? Right. You know, but then they say, oh, he just seemingly has this ability that you had no sense of before. Okay? I just felt like, you know, I mean, the fact that it was the Hellfire Club, very cool, but I kind of you got to see a lot of panties. You like yeah, that, right? but I would have preferred steep the Hellfire Club in the tradition of the Hellfire Club. Right. You know, I, I think the goal it really worked and it was and it was 
again, I really liked the movie. But it was a little too over the top of... I mean, it was a James Bond villain. Mm-hmm. You know? And again, it was fine. I just felt that, you know, the Shaw character, you know... Was yeah. a little too much of a deviation. Yeah. Uh, in, in Who was the tornado guy? Who the oh, hell was the tornado guy? Was, you know he, was and, he a member of the Black Eyed Peas? No, I'll tell you who that was. And, and, and I <laughs> he was like, like tattoo who, or I was like, who is this, who is this? And then I, I looked up uh, on IMDb. It's Riptide from the Marauders. Mm. Okay. That's pretty and fucking the, funny, though. Yeah. <laughs> With no dialogue. Yeah, right. no yeah. line. But no. Azazel did a pretty fucking cool job of right. that. Right. Uh, that's also an interesting deviation. I mean, Because now you got Mystique and Azazel exactly. together. So obviously the implication. I mean, listen. In X2, you never get the acknowledgement that Mystique is Nightcrawler's mother. Right. So that's also what you would arguably call an Easter egg, is the idea that she never says it. It's never really acknowledged. Even down to her makeup is so different than his. Personally, in the comic, and you know, there are people saying, okay, this movie has you know, given something back to Chuck Austin. Chuck Austin had a run on the X-Men, and he created... Personally, it's something I actually really dislike. I don't like the idea that basically... He went back. We've known for years and years that Nightcrawler's mother is Mystique. Okay? We didn't definitively know who his father was. Now, we knew that she and Sabretooth had a kid, Graydon Creed, who was mm-hmm. not a mutant. And I always felt, at that time, it was never said, but I thought it would make a lot of sense for Nightcrawler to also be Sabretooth's kid. He has fur and he has fangs. You know? So Mystique and Sabretooth, you could see, that would produce Nightcrawler. <laughs> And then I know where Chuck Austin comes up with this idea. Oh, actually, no, his father is this demon, demon yeah. he slept with. I mean, first of all, I think but I he's not really a demon in this movie. He's more well, exactly. Of a he's like he's a mutant. Yeah. I thought that when they did it in the comics, they kind of spit in the face of the idea that he's just a mutant. When people call him demon, oh no, you're actually half right. He's half demon. Yeah. yeah I mean, that I kind of you know didn't like. It, it, it almost you know it it it's it, messy. Part of me it demonized him. Right. You know, it was like you really he really is half demon. I mean that yeah. I never liked that. So at least in this movie, they're saying, all right, they have the character, they accepted the continuity, it's Azazel. I think it was a cool thing to be able to do within the, the movie. The fight scenes were great. Yeah, the yeah, fight scenes I mean, were really yeah, awesome. Great. Yeah, so, you know, um, so what about I brought Pixie that in. Angel? Uh, well, the no, villain. not Pixie Angel, that's I know. Angel. That's Angel. Wait, what, that's what? the Grant Morrison Angel. Okay. Okay. Talking about Angel brings up something else that, you know, there's some anachronistic things in the movie. The way the kids act, they just seem like modern-day kids. Mm-hmm. The way they interact, even down to... So her ability, when you don't see the wings, it's tattoos. You know, in 1962, people will be looking at like this full... Te- that would be really, really right. weird looking. It's not 1968 yet. It's right. 1963. Yeah. <laughs> it's 1963. Well, wait, excuse me. It's not 1998. Right. You know, it, it, you know, no one had like full-body tattoos... There weren't like a full-on biker, right? You know, before like the late '80s. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean tattoos like that, people would be like freaking out about that. You know that she's in a strip joint with these tattoos. People wouldn't be interested in seeing that. You know, so I mean it's just some anachronistic stuff. I mean, did you like did, anything about? The- I, I fuck with you. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying I, I really did like the movie, right, but right. you know, I mean, here we are. I'm going to talk about what my mm-hmm. issues are with it. Havoc did not did. have 1962 hair. Well, I think the, the kid did not have anything that resembled Havoc. And Banshee looked a whole lot like Ron from uh, right. <laughs> from Harry yeah. Potter. Well, yeah, Banshee's a ginger. You know, what are you going to do? Yeah. I was so upset that he wasn't Irish. I just, yeah, it was I a bit was of it, so, wasn't it? Like, right. I was just like, all right, at least I got Banshee in a movie. But in my head, they wrote so much of his dialogue. Well, it, it, well that's just it. it. You know, they used to be able to find these characters. They absolutely could have had him be from you know Ireland from, yeah. yeah I mean there was no reason not to you know what I loved uh, the yellow and blue the yellow I love that I love that they're great. wearing the costumes and I like the idea that, that. Oh, why are they wearing it because there's a practical reason for it mm-hmm. you know? I loved it yeah it's, I love that the costumes were worked into the their powers suits, I love yeah, all that I mean yeah. that looks so great and I don't want to spoil the ending but but the, the maturation of Magneto's uh, helmet oh yeah Fucking awesome! Yeah, yeah actually, I the helmet at the end. I was just like, "Oh, that's so cool that they just." Did that. Oh, uh, uh, now I speaking mean, about it as a prequel, I was a little bothered. I, I thought that we should have, you know, the there was a statement made, you know, early on in the in the in the first movie that Magneto and Xavier built Cerebro together. Hmm. You know, I mean. I, and you do get the origin of Cerebro in right. this movie. Right, yeah. but Angu has nothing to do with it. Well, he's around, and they're chilling. Sort of. When he first uses uh, Cerebro, he tells, uh, you know, he tells Xavier, you're, you, you know, you're a lab rat, and this and that. He compares right. him to the test but, of but the he, Nazis. Not, but the whole 
point was that Magneto knew how to, you know, affect Cerebro because they had done it together. Well, that I wasn't got the case. It. I like the idea, okay, so in X-Men 1 and He turned Cerebro. In X-Men 1 and X-Men 2, you've got, basically, Magneto's the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Well, then he's the good, he's good. Magneto's always been back and forth, back and forth. Right. There's right. nothing to say that they're not going to team up again in X-Men's I- second class. Right. right or X-Men and, and you had an idea I really liked didn't you you wanted to see a 70's X-Men and an 80's X-Men and 80's I want to see uh, because we're gonna you don't want to see a 90's like Vanilla Ice well, style the great thing was X-Men 1 the team existed they'd been operating for a year yeah, right. yeah I got you I got you and, and, right. and, and, and they're, and they're well, here now well what's interesting is you know when I heard that they were setting it in the 60's and they did it around, you know it's interesting because if you go back to X-Men number 1 it's the X-Men versus Magneto Cape Canaveral. So the whole idea of, you know, Cube Missile Crisis, dealing with, you know, a launch, all that stuff. I mean, it, it's steeped in that. You know, one of the other issues when you talk about the continuity is when you see Xavier use Cerebro, you see Storm. Mm-hmm. You see a kid that seems like it was probably Cyclops. Yeah, you, you, know? you do see They're, hints. They don't, they don't tell you these right. are the Well, it's definitely kids. Storm. When he's using the Cerebro, right. you do see a couple different mutants. Right, it was definitely yeah. Storm. So, you know, and, That's and what it, I thought. That's right, thought. and age-wise, you know... That it would actually work if that was Storm seemed old enough that yeah you know what by 1974 she's getting recruited to the X Men right you know so it was kind of steeped in that but again from a continuity standpoint a little tricky right you know but you know and how do you deal with the fact that Alex Summers is so much older than Cyclops exactly right. well, well frankly I, I felt like you also caught the thing about Stryker and his son William did they ever what what part General Stryker mm-hmm. you know, sitting there you know when Xavier came in with oh you know, right got it and he made a comment about his son his son yeah so that's Stryker's father got it so honestly you would think if you say the kid in the Cerebro scene was not Cyclops you would think if anything Alex is Cyclops' father in this right again deviating Weird. from the yeah. comic but, yeah well, they know. should go into did, space and do that whole chapter did they did they ever <laughs> say the last name Summers I never noticed them say Summers. I think they said Alex Summers yeah, when, they, Alex when, they, Summers. when they were in the jail oh, okay. and they were going to yes. pull him out of the jail like like uh, place. It was I, I, I groaned a little bit when the first time I saw him use his power. I'm like, did he just do the twist? Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit of a hula hoop. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, really the, yeah. like Havoc's that, got this hula hoop disc that he shoots. He uses his power. No. He learns <laughs> to use it ultimately. But um, but all in all, guys, X-Men First Class is a uh, great oh, movie. You, it really we, solid we movie. What you got? What you got? What you got? Problem the movie had sitting next to Brian Gilmore when you go well, to see it because because I think the three of us all enjoyed this movie. I went to take Laura. Laura loved it. She yeah. thinks Michael Fassbender is the hottest thing on earth right now. But you went to see it with Gilmore, correct? Yeah. The, uh, Gilmore. Did you enjoy the experience? I, I enjoyed the movie. And it, what, what were his thoughts upon the co- completion of the film? That's just shit. That's, that's what he said. Pretty much. <laughs> he said it was he shit. He says that okay. about everything. Right. Uh, no. Uh, the world January is the world Jones. is a the world is a mirror. Yeah, you know, J- January so Jones is a bit flat. You know, I, and I know a lot of people are hating on her. You know, I mean, she walked through the movie. She looked hot. No, she didn't. There was no, no sex whoa, 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 Oh no, whoa, she was whoa, whoa. hot. You know, I, I I'm not arguing that she has a physically, sterile quality to her. Physically but attractive, but she does very physically attractive, but she does have a sterile quality to her yeah. that 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 me, I'm like. Uh, I don't even know. I don't even I, know. I think that was intentional, the whole idea. She's just ice cold, cold diamonds, yeah. you know? But, but that's not in but, Frost. But then, well, you know what's yeah. interesting, though? Emma Frost is sultry Wait, 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 listen. you got to go back. If I'll you. go you. back to... I'll fight you. <laughs> if you go back to, you know, Emma Frost's character, that's actually very much like Emma mm. Frost's character originally was. Mm. And the more slutty, seduct, you know, seductress thing, yeah. that was what Morrison did with the character. Yeah. She was ice cold, just happened to be wearing slutty outfits. But she was not flirty. Never saw Emma Frost flirty till Morrison took her character. But delivery-wise, delivery-wise, it's just that flat. Claremont stuff, where was she flirty? I read cover to cover of Generation X, and she was flirty constantly with Banshee. With Banshee, yes. But never before... She was flirty with Banshee, but she wasn't generally flirty. You had a sense in that book that she actually really wanted him. Okay, she was trying to get him away from Moira. All All right? It wasn't that... It wasn't that she's just always like that and like that with the whole world. That's been, I don't want to call it retcon because obviously we're all going to have a little issue with, oh, with that term right now and it's a strong term to use. But it's nowhere in Claremont's original stuff with her. Let's, uh, let's think let's, about it. I mean, everything yeah. you ever see with the original Hellfire Club, she's with Sebastian Shore, she's not flirting with anybody. 
No. Let's take a look. Uh, guys. She's trying to get Kitty Pride, you know. She did make Fanola Hughes look like an excellent actress. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was definitely better than Fanola Hughes. I think it's a. a f- That's a reference to the Generation yeah. X uh, Mini, TV, movie. TV movie, which. You can get it. You can get it. Go to a comic convention. Go to that dude selling VHS and clamshells over in the corner, and you'll find it right next to the uh, Fantastic Four with the uh, the rubber. Guys, real quick in news, Tarzan is coming back to theaters supposedly as a, uh, a trilogy. Craig Brewer, who directed Hustle and Flow and Black Snake Moan, is the director they've selected for it. All this is news I've pulled off of Eric Diaz's oh, Week in Geek. Oh, that's so funny because when I read your notes, I was like, they're going to get Greg Brewer to play. <laughs> <laughs> Craig Brewer is the director. Uh, Pirates 5, you know, Pirates 4 was a big success. They're looking at directors for a possible Pirates oh, 5. Oh, saw Pirates 4? I, I did, and I actually enjoyed it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I, I did enjoy it a bit. It was, uh, people tell me fun. that they like it. I yeah. mean, I just, after the last two, they oh, were so bad. Which I may just... be why you enjoy it. You know what I mean? You and might that, enjoy that's it. why I haven't been motivated so, to go. Yeah, no, it's something that you can wait and see in the matinee when you've got a couple hours. Um, the short list, though, of possible directors is Sam Raimi, Sean Levy, Chris Weitz, and Alfonso Cuaron. Of course, Alfonso Cuaron and... Sam Raimi are the ones that we want to see. Uh, Sam Raimi's but, not going to do that. You know, but, so, but, but no, you know I mean, he's in Oz right list. now. He's putting Oz together. Truth, truth of that short list. Sean Levy and Chris, and Chris Weitz. Everybody else is just like, okay, these are the two. Let's just throw the others on the list uh, and put out. Yeah. So okay. it looks like we're going Wait to Wait a second. Was talking about Sean Levy, did we talk about the Real Steel trailer? Yeah, and your thoughts on real, the Real Steel trailer? You know what? I I mean, it's over the top with robots, it's, but it looks great. I sat on a on a plane with someone who's working on the film, and she said it was great. And Hugh Jackman does a great job. I can't totally put myself behind a Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie until I start hearing other people's opinions. Like it, it just I seems so. The point. When I first heard the concept, right? like, I didn't know. But I mean, it looked yeah. really really fun. Uh, guys, it's Geekscape. I'm gonna see it. Yeah. You guys are going to know about it. but uh, and, it's, and it's the underdog story. Yeah. The robot's the underdog. Yeah. Um, guys, The Hobbit now has release dates for its two <laughs> films. Uh, the first film, a Ho- Hobbit and Unexpected Journey, is going to come out in December 2012. And then a year later, you're going to get uh, Hobbit to there and back no, again. No, no. To there and back again. To there and back again. No, two. No, two? To there and back again. Okay, I read this off of Week and Geek. They're wrong. Okay. okay. You, you know, know why they're wrong? Because there and back again is the It's the book that he writes. Of, yes. Yeah. I understand that part. Yes. No, it's okay. there and back. There and back again. Okay, so I'm looking forward to that. And now you're hearing that that Orlando Bloom is going to be in it and stuff like that. So no. I'm excited. I'll watch anything Peter Jackson shoots. Peter Jackson, if you got any home movies you want to drop by, I'll watch them. Like I'm, I'll watch them. Preferably with nudity and. <laughs> you're looking great, Pref- Pete. Preferably post lap man. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Be- no Peter John Jackson. Pre- I'll watch. Pre- I, I, I said it pre- and I meant it. Peter, I will watch anything you make. Um. Doctor Who, we guys, you guys got to talk about it. You know, I still haven't gotten into it, but there's a uh, the Doctor Who stuff is what we agreed upon before the show. We're not going to spoil a lot of the X Men First Class in Doctor Who this past weekend. Well, well huge spoiler well, type stuff. Let, let, let us explain what the spoiler is about. Okay, you know, BBC America has finally done. You know, this great thing. They finally figured out the day and date. With meaning the that, British, that yeah. So the releases. show's airing there, and they're air, air, literally the actual same day. Right. Finally, America I mean, salutes you. Yeah, yeah. So that, that that was a great thing, and then for some incomprehensible reason, at this point in the way people watch television, um, and I'm sure it, uh, somewhere it's about ratings, but for cable, I'm really shocked. You know, last week was a holiday weekend, so they decided not to have an episode to preempt. You know, for the week, and so they've now pushed it off. So they're behind a week. A week so now they're behind a week. Britain. So everyone watches the British show. Right. Right. So. There's, that's they, where the spoils arise. So what's happened is, you know, an episode aired last week, and then this week's episode in Britain was, for a first time ever for Doctor Who, they uh-huh. did a mid-season finale. Okay. okay? With, with not just the cliffhanger, but even bigger, a reveal that we've been waiting for for three years. Should I go through, when I start Doctor Who? You will, you I, will I, start I go back at Christopher years. Eccleston. No. Uh, okay. You will start at the new series, Christopher okay. Eccleston. Okay. From I don't have to go back for years? No, you're going to go back six years. Six years. Wow, okay. But it's British television. I got my homework. Yeah, it's 13 episodes a season. 13 episodes? Oh, I think I can do that in a a couple years. 
Dude, you can knock it out in no time at all. It's great. No, no, you're gonna start it, and then you're gonna. Well, I don't, I don't watch this shit. I don't watch this shit by myself. I watch it with She's my wife. She's gonna like okay. it. Okay, okay. It's really episodes. good. Thirteen episodes a season, just doing the math. Okay. And 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 yeah, and, and I know I know a lot of women that like it, and it's oh, and it specials. Has, and the specials. Specials. Okay, yeah, I, 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 I'm trying to I would carry the one. I will be done watching all that sometime in 2013. I want to say June. Well, 2013, you got to add two more seasons. Fuck, you're right. Uh, let me change June to... This is extremely ridiculous. Septem- <laughs> September 26, 2013. I, I look, Russell T. Davies did a brilliant We're gonna have a job bringing bring the show back. You, you realize Torchwood is part of the equation, but we, we, we won't get into that right now. December, okay? the day after Christmas, the, 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 2013. You'll watch it, you'll like it, you'll shut the fuck up. And you got to add a half hour of sexy time after every Torchwood. Oh, Okay. Not all, not everyone. Not everyone, but yeah. a couple of them. Okay, that yeah. just adds a day. Okay, got it. It depends how much Laura's crushing on Jack. Yeah. She'll crush on him. She'll crush on him. She probably will. If she's sitting next to me, she'll crush on anything that probably comes on that television. Yeah. Um, okay, so, but you so guys anyway, are anyway, beyond the point, satisfied the point is, with we, this. We, we yeah. got this, there's a huge reveal that's happened. Unfortunately, uh, the BBC's put it up. I mean, it, it's everywhere. It's a big deal. Uh, you know, Brian and I both could not wait for the British version. We managed to see it, you yeah. know, elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So we know we're not going to. So you guys are free on Saturday next week. Then next weekend, you guys don't yeah. have no, any doctor. Oh, I'm definitely watching it again. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, short story. I'm definitely watching it again awesome. on the big plasma in HD. <laughs> okay. But the big okay. Thing is, like, if you if you do if you know you are going to be watching something well in advance of normal people. Why are you trying to ruin it? You, 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 yeah, you said that Twitter was a fucking... It should be it a no-man's land for right now. Okay, like it was a minefield. It was ridiculous. Like, some of my... The, people were direct-tweeting huge mm. Doctor Who fans. And Not good. Like, this is how it ends. And, mm. like, Bunch friendships of... were ruined last night. <laughs> Any of your personal friendships? Uh, well... Those three people are safe? No, no. Gilmore, like... Oh, come on. That's not a friendship. Gilmore messaged me, and he's like, dude... Have you watched it yet? And I'm like, no. And he's like... No, no, no. And he's just like, the ending's amazing. He didn't ruin it. Okay, okay. I I sent that an email... Wait, he liked something? Oh, he loves Doctor Who. Okay. I sent that an email in the middle of the night saying nothing, just that it brought tears to my eyes. Can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, I was was tearing up a bit. And it's just... You know, it's, it's such a good episode. It brings so many things together. And one thing that most cliffhangers, they tease you... And you're 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 ready for like a resolution the well, very next episode. This just launches. More. Well, yeah, you know Stephen Moffat had actually said that was, I was starting to say mm-hmm. that it, it's an unprecedented to do a cliffhanger in mid-season. Right. Normally they, they do their season they get through. Is there it. a gap? Going to be a gap like a, a couple weeks? Uh, no, a couple no. months. September. A couple months. Oh yeah. wow, they've never done it that way before. Normally, so you get your thirteen episodes. It's mm-hmm. week to week to week, and that's it. And they decided to do it this way to break it up you know in half so what, what usually happens is you get 13 episodes yeah um, it usually airs like you know March gets right. the 13 out and then um, they do a Christmas special mm-hmm. and then you're Christmas. back in March yeah right. exactly no I got it so um, I, I do watch Breaking uh, Being Human and that kind of stuff yeah right right love. but Being Human doesn't do a, a Christmas special right I know the Christmas so. specials Neil right Christmas special. So. I, I put it in um, I would watch it being human Christmas. Oh, I so would. Yeah. Um, and so what you're saying is that the the, the big thing was the mid-season. So, so they did finale. this break, yeah. and, and Moffat had actually said he did a pretty big cliffhanger. He doesn't normally do them because he feels it's unfair for people mm-hmm. to have to wait a while, but he didn't think it was that long. Personally, is it a cliffhanger? Yeah, but I expected to be like, oh my God, I'm freaking out, and I can't believe I have to wait. And it's like, I'm excited, yeah. but I, at the same time... I feel really good about what I got. Even though, yeah. uh, even though I do not watch Doctor Who, I do follow Steve Moffat on Twitter, and he put up something that I clicked on because I really agreed with it. It was a, it was a quote that he had, he had said in, in a radio interview or something where he compares the spoilers to vandalism. I, I mean, it is th- this culture, guys. I got to talk because we know we're all geeks here, and we do get caught up in the "I know more than you" and the geek elitism and stuff like that. Who gives a fuck? Right, like right. at the end of the day, who gives a shit if you know more than somebody else? Have the courtesy to know that it's a conversation. You don't need to one up an individual with your with your knowledge. Just go ahead and share in the excitement, and cut that shit out. Especially with the spoilers are concerned. Yes, you can talk about something, but take a conversation from the ground up and don't be so quick to rush to the end. 
Right. You know what well, I mean? Let, let people, I mean, I'm, I'm all for at least writing. If you're writing something, say, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, don't read this. Or don't. You, you, you want to talk about it, but yeah, I, I agree. Or preface a, a conversation piece with saying, wait, wait, have you seen it or not? Have you, don't be an asshole. And, and right. we get caught up in it because we're so, Look. we want to be authorities on all this shit. Because probably in the rest of our lives, we're not authorities on anything. No, I, I can speak for myself. I, I, have but a, I have a friend that gives me like, a lot of grief that, oh, Ian, why do you have to go run at midnight? You know, aren't you too old for that? And, you know, honestly, I got to say, I got really pissed off. And I saw my screening in Century City. Of at midnight. Yeah. And there's a scene, a really powerful, emotional scene, but I need his memory of his mother. Mm-hmm. And I had two rows behind me, like, kids cackling and laughing during the scene. Mm-hmm. I almost got up. Yeah, I, I, I was pissed You know off. what, Ian? I've been going to these 8.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m. things. And that's no so one's bad. in the theater. Right, no right. one's in the theater. Right. I love it. Um, guys, I mean, maybe I'll read through. My point yeah. was just that it, we're in a, an age now, and, you know, we, we're avoiding spoilers, but, you know, I, I feel like if I did not see X-Men First Class right away, I'm way too in screwed. danger of that. Yeah, I texted know, you, you as you, soon as I got out, and the only text I, I had was, how great was that movie? Right. Um, guys, let's move into comics real quick. Real quick shout out to my buddies on projectfanboy.com. Uh, everybody at projectfanboy.com is really awesome with giving you guys not only uh, comic book news, but comic book opinions. I appeared in their uh, podcast about two weeks ago. It's up now at projectfanboy.com. I believe it's episode 56 of their Fanboy Buzz podcast. It was a whole lot of fun to talk to those guys over on um, Skype, and I really don't think that I talked too much, did I? I talk oh, a lot. Yeah, I knew oh, it. And I apologize profusely to the guys. Sorry for taking over the show and talking so much. I'm a verbose motherfucker, but we had some fun. And go over there and download episode 56 of Fanboy Buzz at projectfanboy.com. Where people sitting there going like, hey, don't you have your own fucking channel? Yeah, exactly, well, no, no, right? That's all they wanted to talk about, and I'm just like, these guys are like... They're writing down notes. They're like, when did you do a Geekscape? How did you get started? They're like... They're, <laughs> no, they're, they're all crazy. good guys. And they got yeah. their own thing going it, it, on. It was funny. Were you guys all Skyping in? That's yeah, we were all Skyping fun. in. There were some audio issues? Um, Just people at different volumes because they're okay. different... I know they do some posts on the shows. I know they try and clean it up to the best of their abilities. It's why I don't like doing the Skype stuff. But um, that's the fact I'm lazy. off everything Geekscape was doing, I'm like... Geekscape's great. Geekscape's great. We're going to have a fucking awesome summer. This week, I'm at E3 with our writers. We're going to have so much fucking fun with at E3. And then we got Comic-Con coming up in late July. Guys. And we're sending people to Anime Expo. Anime Expo, we're doing that? Okay, I don't even know what we're doing. And we got got Geekscape Presents the first Tuesday of every month. The first Tuesday of every month, we have a live show here in Burbank where we do geek comedy at Mike's Bar and Grill on Olive. And if you guys are local... Go to this thing because it's going to be awesome. This, you know, I'm going to try and rush this episode out, but on the seventh yeah. uh, this week, go over there. Uh, Walton's going to be doing a ton of comedy. Episode. July fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Sam can make an appearance to thank everyone for their patronage. I'll be out of town. I'll be in Austin. Guys, uh, let's get into comics, okay? So something happened in comics this week. Guys, this thing happened in comics. Uh, DC has announced that. At the end of Flashpoint, which is currently going on with the Flash and all this, I haven't read the second issue of Flashpoint yet. But, second issue of Flashpoint was really good. But but I did pick, but I picked it up. No, I did pick up the second issue of Flashpoint. Um, was there a third? No. Okay, so I haven't read the second one. There's a ton of uh, books now on the shelves, which are those alternate reality DC books, where you find out that Tom Wayne is uh, is, is Batman still and all this well, stuff. Well, first but, of all, not still. He's Batman. Well, he's Batman because it's he, never right. Right. Bruce got shot, not not Tom. So you see this alternate kind of Elseworlds-ish or Age of Apocalypse-ish like DC universe. But the main DC point, universe. it's not an Elseworlds. It's the actual time of the mm-hmm. actual world has changed. Because right. Jones has built in this ability that the reverse Flash has. Since they brought Barry Allen back, right. we found that there are the aspects of his origin that we never saw before. That, you know, his mother had died, his father was, you know jailed for it mm-hmm. he's always felt it wasn't right and we've come to find that the reverse flash who orchestrated it yeah. yes yes the big deal has always been he goes he, back to that issue that right. I, we fucking love that reverse flash only issue yeah and you know who else yeah. loved it my wife I made her read it and she loved it yeah it's great well and the thing is you know what's interesting about it is that reverse flash hates him so much but knows he could never be without him so he can't actually kill him but he could just do whatever he can to make his life else. help and so he creates this alternate reality. But the alternate reality, we were like, okay, we're going to have a miniseries called Flashpoint, and everything's going to be weird for a bit, and it's going to go back to normal, right? right? No. In September, DC's going to put an end to their current titles and relaunch all all of them in 52 titles, starting at number one, with 
brand new universes, which seems a so, lot like a revamp. So, so the implication at the moment is, you know, as initially Flashpoint we looked at it and we thought this was like an album. You know, right. something happened, everything you know, went a certain way. You know, you bought right. these issues. Oh, these are kind of cool. Something kind of different. I like them. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's maybe, uh, yeah, you know, I, I like them. Where maybe yeah, yeah. Right, right. Or right. And yeah, you should, maybe there'll be something. I like the Dark but, Beast is still hanging around in the X-Men universe. Yeah. I like He's I, fucking shit up. Did, did you read yes. X-Force? He is fantastic. He's in X-Force. They recruit you, him to did help. Did you read this yes. week's? Uh, no, did not read this week's, but he is fucking instrumental okay. in the angel going bad. I love this. Right. Well, well, this they got to go to the Age of Apocalypse. I'm down. I'm so, so fucking down. Yeah, it, it's cool. It's the cool. X books are doing Dude, this remnants of something. an alternate universe, right? Nightcrawl and Jean Grey are still alive in, in the, the Age of Apocalypse, universe. and Wolverine has to go there and deal with that. And they're still alive in Wolverine's mind because they went in there to try and free Wolverine. I got right, this whole right. deal. But guys, Flashpoint, Ian, what do you think about this relaunch of Fifty Two? 52 books, starting at number one, including historic titles like Justice League, like all these books that have almost in the thousands on their on their numbering. So, you know, I'm old enough to have lived through Crisis and Infinite Earths. And, yes. you know, and, and I have a lot of you friends... You did get revamped, but yes, you lived through yes, it. Yes, yes, I did. And uh, I had a lot of friends who, when, as you were one of the people, I started bitching and freaking out when I heard this on Tuesday. And one of my friends said, oh, Ian, come on. What, you know, you know, you're just going to buy all 52 anyway. What's the difference? I said I had these and same concerns. We had the same concerns when we were 15, and they did this to us. Right. Look, you know, what people don't realize is, after Crisis, things were such a mess and didn't make sense that it took the joy of reading out away from me. His audio, all right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, you might want to turn it a little bit. He's a okay. little soft. Yeah. Okay. He's Ian. You guys need to hear this. And then they had to like have zero hour to fix right. that. Well, wait, wait, wait. We're okay. going to get to that. I mean, the first statement I wanted to make is. I actually stopped collecting for a while. In 1987, you said this is too fucking weird. They did too it, much change. It, it wasn't awful. even. I didn't even make a statement that I was angry. I was kind of bored. I just oh. wasn't excited. It just didn't feel. Back you know, to square one. Yeah, you know. Here's it. the thing. You know, you relaunch a book. You know, and I have conversations a lot because obviously everyone knows I read a lot of books. Hmm. You know, and this, it's kind of new to me. It, it, it's similar, like, and I, and I watch a lot of television, as everyone knows. Oh, you know? oh, that's and, true. And, and and the thing is, is you know, like, all right, so. A comic doesn't come out for a while, or a show is off for a bit because the season ends. And I don't freak out because I watch a lot of other shows. Mm-hmm. I read a lot of other comics. I mean, I'll be excited about it. I'll get a little annoyed if but we don't talk about it. But I have other things. The point I'm making is, you know, it's one thing to relaunch one book or retread one character. To do it all, there's like... I made jokes on my emails as you saw about my world ending. But, yeah. but, but the it point is like that... that there's no stability in that universe. It's like, it's everything. It's too much. There's no credibility in Yeah, yeah. When, when you reboot it all, it's like, now, I've calmed down a little bit Why do you since think they're then. doing it, sales-wise? I want to talk about it in a second. Okay. I just want to say, okay. I've calmed down a little bit okay. since then. And the only reason I've calmed down a little bit is, from what we've heard so far, it seems like, it seems like most of the Green Lantern stuff isn't being touched. Okay. And I, I want it, we're going to talk about that the rumors in a minute. That is some violent fucking changes in and of itself. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to talk about the rumors in a minute. Um, so that calmed me down a little bit. So, so here's where we are. Because, I mean, I've been apoplectic. I think it's, it, it's, it has no respect for the fans. It has no respect for the customer base. Okay? The, the, the bottom line is what, something funny about his face. Well, just messing with his feet. He's like doing pedicures on himself while we're recording. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, he's got the bottom of his feet out. And he's like, right, but he's into this conversation. Yeah. Continue. We're going to have to institute a rule, but I'm wearing socks from that one while we're taping. Or? He just doesn't come in. Anyway, right. so. When Ian's on, I want to shut yeah, up. Yeah, no, no, no. Continue. Pain. And I'm just, you're distracting me with your pain. Right. So, anyway, um, I mean, I felt like I was anally raped. Okay, there it is. That's what we're and, going to get to. And there it is. And there it is. <laughs> um, you know? Ian, Ian. I, I actually, I usually... Are they trying to get new wait, readers? Wait, wait, I want to say, I, I say this. You know, we talk about spoilers. You know, the day it came out, all I do to people is I don't usually, like, say something in my headings. I just make them maybe a little like, or this is what this article is about. Heading, yeah. yeah. And so I don't normally give my opinion right away. I just send out, you know, like, a link to an article to people. And this one, my subject heading was DC's abortion. Right. Okay. I remember I yeah, it was pretty much like, yeah. How do you think I feel about this? I mean, this is like fucking ridiculous. You want to talk about? 
What's that? I went on the news. You were you were CC'd on one response. It's just Ian sending it to whoever. He thinks you know what? We we and, and we are, we don't normally talk via email, so I just I I, the, I have the a thing list is, of a, a group of the thing things. is something yeah, I'm you. looking at it and I'm thinking okay DC wants to revamp their books to make it more welcome to, to new readers and younger readers, but you can't do that way by destroying your base of older readers exactly. who are the only people reading your books. And, that, and that's exactly right. The average age of people buying comic books these days is the mid 30s. And you, know, and you know, the thing is, well, everyone Not says good. that, but, but you have to look at it like this. At Who the fuck can afford to buy the books? I applaud DC this year for bringing the prices down a dollar. And going day and day you know? digital? Well, we're going to talk about that in a second, okay. but I'm just saying. Okay. I applaud okay, them. I applaud the them for, for going, you know, bringing, you know, holding the line at no. two ninety nine. No. You know? I, uh-huh. I do. I, I, I applaud them for that. That's a great thing. I mean, instantly I went, wow, look how much money I saved this week, you know? Right. I mean, that's great. And yet, let's be honest, at $3 a comic book, you know, how old do you have to be to afford these? They're going to have 52 number ones. It's 13 books a week. Now, when everyone went, oh my God, 52, I was like, well, think about it. Yeah, 13 comics a week is about how many comics come out. Right. You know? But now, I'm sick. I buy most of them. You're asking somebody to charge that $39. But, but yeah, I mean. 40 bucks a week. How many teenagers have $39 a week? How many teenagers have 120 bucks a month? Yeah. I mean. The ones who deal drugs. That's right. The and they're not gonna or, 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 or honestly, let's go further back. They don't just want teenagers. They want kids. You right. know, they want the under 10 reading comic books. So kids, books. if you're 10, start dealing drugs Okay. Now. What? I mean, how many parents spend that kind of money on comic books for their kids a right. week? Right. You know? I mean, I, I know when, when I was a kid and I collected, I mean, if someone told me, oh, yeah, you could have two, you know, I would. Why would I even bother? My brothers and I got two each, and then we we got one each, and then we shared them. So we had three, okay. com- three comics a week. Well, that's why you have the only kids that are going to be reading are their parents are geeks, right? It's like parents are yeah, parents are buying it, and so you're only kids reading theirs. Well, yeah, so you're still only buying, you're still only selling to an older demographic, decent. right? Yeah. And and that's the thing. I mean, what we're talking about is what what's wrong with the business. I mean, that's just it. I, I suppose we're making an argument for how the business can't sustain itself. I mean, I've heard the excuses, comics are so expensive now because the paper is so much money. You know, we've all heard that. And I'm not saying it's not true. I'm just saying that, you know, is it a sustainable business plan? Well, my general feeling about that is, you know, look, I have friends with very young kids. They watch the Avengers cartoon and they go on and on and they love it. And you know, has and, me. Yeah. No, no but no, no. the, the point that I'm making is... I think that there needs to be a shift in perspective on, on who your readers are. You need to understand, and I felt in recent years, I thought like pre the abortion, you know, um, DC writing had gotten better, Marvel's writing got better. It all had gotten a lot more adult in the last several years. Mm-hmm. You know, really the last 10 years or so, with, with the advent of these big events going on, all that, the idea that you had to follow, uh, you know, books and storylines for a while. Comics were not focused on the short attention span mm-hmm. because I felt that was editorial and the writers acknowledging that adults read these things and adults are going to follow these things. That's mm-hmm. going to bring it back. It's just like what I felt has happened in television and what's made television so great you know, since the 90s. The idea of ongoing storylines, you know, the idea that you know, people are going to follow this stuff. But you know, it, it takes a certain kind of viewer, a certain kind of reader. Okay, It takes... Our audience, you know, people that care about this stuff and pay attention, people that are that have brains, that are smart, you know, and well, the thing is, well, look, smart in, in a way, anyway, you know, they have the capacity to follow something regularly. Yeah, you don't I mean, have to have sell you your audience. Some people, posts you know, they, they they don't, you know, pe- right. people will like you without you making them, you know, feel bad about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be okay. I'm just projecting. It's, I know it's, it's going to be okay. I'm the only moron in this room. So the the point is. I personally feel that I think they, they're a bit askew in, in terms of their vision right. here. You know, for what things cost, I think the key is, you know, through ancillary media, you capture their imaginations. And then, unfortunately, I think what's now happened is as people age and they can afford it, they'll buy comic books. Ian, I think also, and I say this, the, the, the place is that the only point of sale is in a comic book store. This, these are not accessible for the to comics, kids. but not not for the trade paperbacks. Right. But but you're right. So it, it's so not do we just go stores. trade paperbacks? I met with a uh, I met with a comic book company Friday um, called Kickstart, and they are only, they're made, they're going to comic book stores and this and that. But the majority of their sales uh, sell through, and the majority of their market is through Walmart. Parents doing impulse buying in Walmart, right. and they're making money and they're selling comic books sure. through Walmart. And 
I think what we're saying what what DC doesn't understand, or maybe they do understand, is that they're trying to stay loyal to their comic book fan base when really the money and the shift to get younger readers is all elsewhere. You got to put these books in Walmart. You got to put them back well, look, in supermarkets. You got to put them back on spinner racks. And they've also got to be trades because you can't continue to get them them engaged every month. You have to only engage them once every six months, every seven months. You're bringing up another point about the distribution model, but you're forgetting what I was saying about the price. You know, $3 a comic book, I applaud them that they're not $4, but still, you know, on, on the spinner rack... You know, I think, you know, in Walmart, a parent looks at that price and maybe they let them buy one and maybe they don't. Right. You know, I, I just don't think that, I, I think it's, you know, you market to adults because adults are who's well, reading. What about a $4 you know? trade in Walmart? And because you're selling so uh, many? Again, it's the price point. A $4 I, I, trade? I, I don't think they can afford to do them at $4. I think it's too cheap. If they sell a massive amount. If Remember, this is Walmart. I, I understand. They're going to be selling them like Pop-Tarts. Look, look, going back to, you know, another part of the DC announcement is is the day-and-day digital distribution. You know, I understand people worried, you know, the retailers are worried what it, what it does to their business, and it very well may affect their business. It's the future. It was going to happen. I think it's actually... You've been terminated. Uh, listen, a, a part of all this is it is brilliant marketing. They have everyone talking about it. People are going to pay attention to the but digital for how distribution. Long? Well, that's just it. I mean, I think that, you know, everyone says, oh, number one, sell more, but 52 of them at one time... I, you know, how much can people buy? Right. You know, even if they do get people to buy it. But whether they get people to buy it or not, it's not going to be the kids. What do you think about this Valiant comics returning? Did you see that news? Uh, I did Com- I did see Com- that Com- news. You know, I'm a, I was a big Valiant fan. What Although, did you like, Exo Manowar? Listen, I, I was a fan of, of, Turok? of pretty much all of it. The did problem you play that on is, N64? The problem is that Valiant's come back, you know, a few months after Jim Shooter's already taken some of his best Valiant creations mm-hmm. to Dark Horse. Right. He's doing Dr. Solar, he's doing Magnus, he's doing Turok at Dark Horse, you know. Uh, he's also doing Samson, which they never had done in Valiant, mm-hmm. okay, because they had all been gold key that Valiant had had. Right. So uh, I haven't really researched it, I'm sure, since Valiant had the gold key license and Dark Horse must now have the gold key license. So Valiant can only be doing the other characters that weren't gold key, that were original. So to answer your question, I would be a lot more excited if they were all together and the fact that they're not all together has me, you know, somewhat apprehensive. I love the Exo Man War. So maybe you're going to read the Dark Horse stuff. I, I, I do read yeah. Dark Horse stuff. Oh, they haven't released it on Dark They're doing Exo and all that stuff already on... No, not no, not Exo. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying about. that Dr. Solar, mm-hmm. Jim Shooter... Look, the bottom line is this. When Valiant was great, it's because Jim Shooter was the creative right. force behind it. So the fact that Jim Shooter is doing those books at Dark Horse, those books I've are great. Reading. I'm, I'm reading them. Clearly not. It didn't even no, sound like you were no. aware of them. No, I'm all about BPRD so, and all that stuff at right, Dark Horse. Right, But I'm saying it, it seems right. like you weren't even aware no. that some of Dark these Horse, Valiant books were, you know, already, had already Me? restarted no. at Dark Horse. No. Well, how do so, you get to it? It's three racks deep in the comic book shop past, like, yeah. four thousand racks of DC and Marvel. It's a crowded market. No well, it, it, Did you know about this it, shit? It, I had no idea. I mean, it, 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 it depends on the store and, and how you put it out. I mean, I don't know which store you go to. You know what store we go to. Right. Cat! And, no, but, but but Cat has it all displayed out. There's. It's not like a Cat store the way he does it is, you know, and I you see every book. Because Marvel, DC, all, Indies. Yeah, but, but they're all, you, you just walk down the line and it's not like one is more prominent. Right. You know, because they're there. I mean, there are stores like, um, you know, you go to Meltdown and it's, you know, like this, you know. Oh, it's everything and then you just have a little thing in front of a new release. Right. I can't so, yeah, I mean, I, I would get lost buying my books I can't there. I, I, there's no way I wouldn't she miss would books there. would fall through the cracks. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Well, Napa is the same way. Well, oh, yeah. they at least have it on the rack, so it's more, more, it's similar to Cat and they have the new ones there, you know. But yeah, I, I agree. Trying to put your new book with some of the last few back issues, I don't think works right. very well. Right. It's not, the store I grew up going to did it more or less the way Cat does. Um, so, can we just talk real quick about how badass it is that in Arkham City coming out in September, wait, 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 you can wait, wait, play wait, as Catwoman? Wait, 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 back up a I just second. want to talk about that. No, I know you do, but... I'm really you know, excited about it, because I didn't think I wanted to play as Catwoman. Now I, I, I understand Catwoman. that, and we will, but, you know, I don't, think we, I don't think that we finished saying everything that we needed to say about the DC thing. Um, here's the thing. I was really, really angry. Obviously, I still am somewhat angry. Crisis on uh, infinite abortions? You know, yeah. The thing at the moment is there's a lot of rumors out there. It's not okay. clear yet what is or isn't happening. Who's doing what? Yeah. It does seem... And there's some great creators, absolutely wonderful creators that are going to be writing some of these Jeff books. Jeff Johns on JLA so, with Jim Lee? Yeah. I mean, th- th- that sounds like... How could that not be good? 
Yeah. But, for instance, some of the rumors, it seems like, just looking at the image, Superman looks like Superboy. Yes. You know? Which, look, looks, which looks ridiculous. Cyborg looks like Juggernaut. Right, right. right. Um, it, you know, they're, they're, the fact that they're playing around with ages, I think, is absolutely ridiculous. Batman seems to look more or less the same. But they're going to make him younger anyway. And, and, and that's that's definitely and a problem for me. They're going to make Dick Grayson supposedly back to Robin. Well, that that's the thing. When we start getting into stuff about you know getting rid of characters that have been great, I mean, Tim Drake is a great character. Is he gone? You know, Damian Wayne is like one of the best introduced be characters in the last couple of years. Now, supposedly though, the Grayson Todd might be gone too. Right. So all that great black, uh, all that great, yeah. uh, you know, stuff is gone. The yeah. Stuff was- the thing is, though, you know, Grant Morrison had a two-year plan of Batman Inc. I, I find it hard to believe that they're, you know, screwing Grant Morrison over. He's still a big part of what they're doing. So it seems like Brian wants to say something. Yeah, Brian, Brian, oh, Brian you have a question in the back. Why this is happening? Boo. Entirely. Walton. Horse. Frank Miller. Fucked up all-star Batman. Killed that line. You're right. Look. All-star. Look. All-Star, oh, All-Star was so like the like, outlet okay, for this. everything we were going to do with the All-Star line, let's just do it. Well, well that's it. just it. Look, you know, going back to... Do you agree what, with what, 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 When Marvel did the Ultimate books originally, when it was first going to come out, it was months away, the rumor was Marvel was going to do this. Right. Okay, and Ultimate was going to become... They were going to cancel all their books and it was going to be Ultimate. Now, you know, I've always been a fan of that line in The Player. You know, you know, I thought that was just a rumor. You know, you know, I didn't think it was true. Rumors were always true. Mm-hmm. You know, and what I mean by that is you know, the rumors are true, and then things, you know, their reactions and things change. You know, I don't know if Marvel was ever thinking about doing it or not. You know, if they were really going to get rid of everything. But to me, you know, I had heard back after Infinite Crisis, you know, when we got the Fifty Two Worlds again, that uh, there was talk about doing this then. But there was a sense, at least, fine. You have, you have a different Earth. You know, and this is an earth where everyone's younger or whatever else. You want to do a line of books that way, then fine. You know, but still give us, you know, the ongoing continuity. You know, a lot of talk is being made of the fact that 52, that this is, right. you know, not going to be for a year. Or yeah. Something, right? I mean, I, I, I think, I think if you do that, I think, I what's mean, what's the point? Yeah. What's the point? Um, you know, there's, there's still a lot to be said about this. The rumors are horrible. I mean, yeah, we, we talked about, you know, Barbara we'll Gordon, bring you back for uh, yeah. Barbara we'll Gordon back, back as Batgirl. You know, I mean, I like Barbara Gordon as Batgirl. I think there was more stories to do there when they did Batgirl Year One a few years ago. I liked it, but I love what's evolved. She's such a richer character. Yeah, and, and again, right. and by the way, there was talk about that happening. You know, a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think, I think this has all been out there march. for a while. You think, no, well, but that's just it. Are gonna, are gonna okay, on this. they're definitely not no, going to march. They, when, when, I can guarantee when, now they will not. When march. they did the Oracle miniseries, you know, over a year ago, the talk was it seemed like that was leading to her getting her legs back. There was talk about her going back and being it, and then next, next thing you knew, it was Stephanie Brown. All of this is not new. They've been swirling these ideas around for at least five years. They've been thinking about doing this seriously. That was it was a big thing with Infinite Crisis. It was going back to you know Seven Soldiers of, of Victory. I mean that was yes. Grant Morrison's big yeah, retread, and then Final Crisis was supposed to institute it, and it didn't happen. They've been trying to figure out. I mean they've been trying to do a lot of this for a while. Um, the Superman rumors, you know, look with with the lawsuit going on as it is. I'm sure well, they lose aware. the origin, yeah. right? You know, they're expecting to lose the origin. Apparently, they lose Lois with it. I think, well, I don't think it's losing the origin. I and think, Superman super speed. I think they just... Well, that I don't understand. I think yeah. they've just decided they want to... They've lost certain aspects of the Superman character. They know they're going to pay this family a certain amount of money. How much can they cut away from Superman to where they don't have to pay as much money so they can keep the character... But let, let's just keep it as close as possible because the Lois Lane Superman love triangle is something that they said the family gets. Lana Lang is something DC still owns. So, of course. Because she was created later. Yeah, so they're like, okay, hey, let's just have him be in love with Lana Lang. We don't have to. So, what happens to anything. Nolan's film with. No, uh, no, no, what second. happens to the Superman film that they're currently doing, The Man well, of the Steel? The rights are separate. The rights are separate oh. from the comic. Oh. Every, as long as they get that movie made in time, they're fine. They still. Okay have the rights okay. they don't have to worry about any but, of this. But it, but it wouldn't make sense to them to do a character I mean they never do something that is contradictory to the big multimedia thing right. if anything they go the other way right. which is why Green Lantern seems like it might escape Green Lantern probably yeah Right. No, no, you, you heard a rumor that, that Sinestro is still going to be Green He's Lantern. Be back in the Green Lantern, which is, uh-huh. which is, which is consistent with the movie. From Eric well, it's consistent with the movie, right? 
to then. It was an Eric Diaz was weak and geek, so it's it's no, okay. No, it's it's word word is bond. Yeah, no, no. If Eric Diaz says it, I trust him. It's consistent with the movie that as an origin. What? That that was a Green Lantern. Eric Diaz is and then he, and then, father. I trust it. And then he later becomes, you know, no, no, the bad guy Sinestro. Eric Diaz is your daddy. Oh, oh, oh not oh, your bio. Oh, okay. What nights of the week is that? I need Eric, <laughs> I need Eric Diaz some other nights to dance for me for money. Um, Ian, we have to go to video games. Do, do you want your own podcast on Geekscape? Like, can, could, could you do an MP3 podcast like once a month where you just fucking go for like five hours? <laughs> this is like the therapist. Could I? Will I? No, no. You can. We would give it to you wholeheartedly in an instant. That's something to think about. We can talk about it. Okay, because I think the audience would enjoy this. This, this is an hour-long show. Who would I be talking to? Would I just be having a I don't think cause? you should be talking to anybody. You know what? You'd be talking to them. Gilmore's been looking for a way back in. <laughs> Gilmore wants to come and shit on things again. Uh, we love Brian. We do love Brian. I, you know, I, I love Gilmore. I love what he's contemplating this. I love Gilmore, but at the moment I'm contemplating me on the couch of Gilmore, and I'm pretty sure I'd be beating the shit out of him. No, no, just an audio oh, no, only. Audio only. Okay. Oh, wait, can you promise? Don't write checks you can't cash. <laughs> we definitely want that show. Gilmore, Ian Kerner, Cage Fighting? We want that show. Um... Guys, as I said earlier, E3 is this week. Uh, tons of video game news. The PlayStation Network is back. I got my free games. I'm, I'm enjoying that. It's a little slow, but the PlayStation Network is back, and they did give you your thank you games. Um, Catwoman. We put a trailer up on the site. I did not think I wanted to play as Catwoman. When there was news that you might not be able to play as her, or there's no multiplayer, which there probably still isn't on Arkham City, I was like, oh, whatever. I loved Arkham Asylum so much, I don't mind. They put this Catwoman trailer up. Uh, shows her combat and the way that she scales walls phenomenal phenomenal i want to play as catwoman she's faster she can slide under things she does this weird capoeira like fight techniques where she's tripping people tangling them up she's got bolos that she throws at people it is awesome did you play through arkham city the first one or arkham asylum the the, the game i played most of it i gotta get back to it wasn't it fucking awesome yeah it's great it's a, it, but it is time consuming that yeah. licky lee song in that trailer it was just that's such a well done trailer it's very the cool. brutality with which and like the power and the muscle moves that Batman's got, those are faster moves with Catwoman, and she's flipping over people and kicking them into other each other, and she's really like working snake-like and cat-like within these bad guys, doing multiple. Uh, remember how you could do multiple combos and things like that? I mean, yeah, she's flying all over the map in this one. It's so awesome. fucking awesome. And I'm excited so much to play so Catwoman. You, you, you can get over your misogyny. Over oh, totally, movie. totally. I might even let Laura play. Let's not, get um, let's not get crazy. Hey, woman, my sandwich done yet? Maybe you can play this Catwoman. Uh, looking forward to it. We're going to, you know, check out the website, guys, this week. Uh, we're going to be covering E3 if there's a chance that we get to play this uh, Arkham City. There's so many games I'm looking forward to. Uh, you're going to be wanting to watch uh, Geekscape from Monday on. Yeah, figure out a way to get in there, buddy. I can get in. Okay. Come on and hang out with us. Uh, we're going to have writers uh, writing stuff up on the site all week, so you're going to want to be checking the site as of now and on through the rest of the week to see what we've discovered, because I'm excited to, for the Undiscovered games, the games I've never uh, played before Emerald, or even know about. Um, Emerald Knights comes out this week. Is it out tomorrow? Or Tuesday? Excuse yeah. Me. Oh, and okay. I, 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 I got to figure out, I got to put those, those interviews up. Yeah, okay. Andy Hilliker interviewed uh, the creative, creative people behind it. I'm telling you right now, they'll probably go on next week's show. That's fine. The interviews are going to be up on next week's show about the DVD that came out this week. And Emerald Knights. And Eric Diaz's uh, review will be up. Okay. Uh, on the site. That's an animated movie that comes out this week from DC. Nathan Fillion is Green Lantern. I'm excited about it. I didn't get and a chance to see it at uh, WonderCon, WonderCon, but you loved it, right? Oh, it's great. Okay. We'll That's have those great. interviews on the next if show. You, if you like Aresia, uh, is that how you say it? Aresia or Aresia? I'm not sure how you I actually pronounce it. If it's Aresia mm-hmm. or Aresia. That's uh, a good question. But that, that if you like her, it's... it's Cool. But, but by the way, talk about like one of those creepy things in comic book history. Oh yeah. You know you know about that. Reja is basically like this little girl mm-hmm. who had a crush on Hal Jordan, artificially aged herself, and as soon as she was, he was like, no no no, you're too young. Oh now okay, I'll ban you. Is it the blonde girl? Yeah. And yeah, now the golden skin blonde one. Oh that's so fucked up. Yeah. She's still like. 13. But, 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 but now she's in a mature but, body. But, 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 yeah, but, yeah, and, and so now they, they don't acknowledge it anymore. Now they write her like she's this full-on adult, yeah, yeah. you know, with, with going banging, you know, uh, Sodom Yeah. You know, Sodom Yeah. One of uh, Superboy's punches uh, sent the wave out, and she was actually right. that age. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into Talking it. Talking about a previous DC abortion. Uh, guys, you can find us on Facebook. 
Twitter, the Geekscape website. We also have a YouTube channel. Just search for Geekscape. You'll find us. Go to geekscape.net and hang out with us. Ian, we want you to have this podcast. This I think is new. You're just bringing this. I know, on me. I know, but we'll talk about it. I think the Geekscape. I think it's if you feel guilty that you never asked me to be on this show. No, 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 no. It's not that. It's that. I mean, we're we're we're, we're getting some great guests, and you are one of them. And you know what? Here's the thing. I feel I, the guilt that I feel isn't because of that. The guilt I feel is that I can only give you an hour. And you deserve so much more to go into the small intricacies. You don't give me an hour. You spend a lot of time You're talking to Brian about his feet. Not so much. Not You're, so much. No, He's got like, fucking hobbies. It's not feet. as bad as when Gilmore was He's on. He's got like beast's feet. It's not as bad as when Gilmore was on you go off on your tangents about him. But, you right. know, seriously. That's just me. I'm in the middle talking about DC and this is what you want to do. You're like a therapist that invites a patient in for a session and then tells them, oh, it's about, uh, uh, Welcome to Geekscape. I have these problems. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's funny because it's true. Uh... Thank you we for coming on. We have a great discussion yeah. with you every time. I know. We need, you need a weekly show. Monthly. Bi-monthly. Welcome to Ian's We'll negotiate. We'll negotiate. We'll, we'll, we'll see you guys next week with a post-E3 wrap-up and another special guest. Right? Right. You better get on that. Likely not me. We can get on that to right now. I'm gotcha. I said. We didn't even talk about Super 8. I can't wait to see it. But that'll be reviewed next week. Show us your feet. Look at that fucking Hobbiton bullshit. That is disgusting. Thank mm-hmm. you.